0: You know the story of the season For unto you born this day In the city of David A Savior who is Christ the Lord A proclamation An inn A baby in a stable But what came before that historic night? What connected that night And the years people had awaited it? A promise A promise that though our sin Separated us from a holy God The Lord himself will give you a sign Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. He did not let us remain apart from him, but loved us to the point that he sacrificed. He came. He made the way for us to know him, so that we could in turn reflect him to a lonely world.
1: Christmas is the celebration of God coming through on promises that he has made. Last week we saw in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 that though our sin may be as scarlet, they could be made white as snow. That Christmas celebrates God's provision of forgiveness for sinners like you and me. And make no mistake, every person here has sinned against a holy God and our sin has separated us from him. And uh, there's nothing that we can do there's no good works that we can do to make up for the sin and the crime of the sin that we have against God but Christmas celebrates Jesus who has come to rescue us from our sin today we see that Jesus is not only the rescuer and come to rescue us from our sin but he is also Emmanuel he is God with us in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 we see that as Jesus provides forgiveness for sinners like you and me he also opens the door of intimacy between us and God the idea that Jesus is Emmanuel God with us literally means that God is for us that God has become one of us John the apostle wrote it a little bit differently it said that Jesus is the word who became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth And Jesus has come and and in his coming that which we celebrate at Christmas, we have the privilege opportunity to have intimacy with the creator of the universe, the maker of heaven and earth, the holy one, God Himself. And so as we have gathered here today, it's my hope that we would be captured by this promise of intimacy, which we celebrate. Christmas celebrates. The promise of intimacy with God. Christmas celebrates what God has made available to us. He's made himself available to us. We're going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 7, and if anyone needed intimacy with God, it was King Ahaz. In Isaiah chapter 7, we see that Ahaz, who was the leader of Israel, the king over Israel at the time, Ahaz was in a pickle. He was in a bind. There were two kingdoms that were sandwiching him and threatening Israel. These two kingdoms had surrounded him, and, and they were ready to pounce, and Ahaz found himself in this pickle, and he didn't really know what to do. But God sent Isaiah to Ahaz, uh, and he he through God through Isaiah made a promise that there would be deliverance for Ahaz, and the sign of that deliverance would be the birth of this baby born of a virgin uh, named Emmanuel. Well, sadly, Ahaz determined that he wasn't going to do it God's way. Uh, he decided that he was not going to take the illogical approach of believing that God was going to bring forth a baby from this, this uh, uh, virtuous little woman. He, he, he said, I'm going to do it my way, and, and that ended up in catastrophe. But as we look at Ahaz and his need for deliverance and rescue, what he really needed and what Israel really needed was the uh, awakened, alive, right now presence of the living God. And that's exactly what we need. If there was another story that would help us understand the need for intimacy with God, it's Joseph. Certainly we could have looked at Mary, but if you look in Matthew chapter 1, you see uh, that Joseph found out that Mary's going to have a baby and that he wasn't part of that equation. And so he being a just man, being wanting to uh, be uh, um, kind to Mary and, and not shame her publicly, he determined he was going to put her away privately. And he was captured in the betrayal and the, the confusion and the chaos. He, he needed something to break through to comfort his heart and to give him strength and courage. But the one thing he did know is that he and Mary weren't going to be together. And then an angel came. And that angel spoke to Joseph. And the angel said to Joseph, you need to take Mary to be your wife because what's happened to her is of the holy spirit god did this she's going to have a baby and it's god's doing and 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 joseph Uh, she's going to give birth to a son, and you're going to name him Jesus. And we, we know that Jesus is the name of the deliverer, the one who would rescue his people from their sin. And all this would happen, the angel told Moses, so that the scripture in Isaiah 7 verse 14 might be fulfilled, that a virgin would conceive and give birth to a son, and you'll call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. The beautiful picture of this passage, both in Isaiah 7 and in Matthew chapter 1, is that Christmas that we celebrate here is not just about God. It's not just another story about who God is. It's it's not just reading uh, uh, the letters and words on a page about God. It is truly God Coming alive into our existence, into our realm, into our world. It's God saying, I I don't want to just be a story you read. I want to be the maker of your story. It's not just that, that, that he wants to uh, be the subject of a, of a good Christmas tale. He, 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 he wants to, to actually be part of our story today, and, and that's why Jesus came and, 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 and lived his life and, and died on a cross as payment for our sin and was raised from the dead to give us new life through faith in him so that we might be made brand new so that we might have immediate intimacy with the living God today we celebrate Christmas because Christmas takes us into the very embrace of God you know so much of Christmas is about God and about Jesus and we sing songs about God and about Jesus and, and 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 we hear the stories about God and about Jesus it's like the shepherds who kept watch over their flock that night That Jesus was born and the angel appeared and said, Don't be afraid, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly the whole sky was filled and and burst forth in the brilliance of a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Can you imagine that choir? Can you imagine that song? Can you imagine that praise? But please understand, the angels didn't show up in the sky that night so that the shepherds might be entertained. The angels didn't show up in the sky that night just so that the angels, uh, so the shepherds could get a good uh, lift from a neat little song in the perfection of harmony and melody and instrumentation. No, the angels showed up in the sky that night to praise the God who had brought Jesus, Emmanuel, into the world. The angels showed up that night to bring praise to God. And when the shepherds heard the song, they were inspired by the song. I'm sure they enjoyed the song. But the song was not enough for them. And it shouldn't be for us either. The song is never enough. The song is great. The song is glorious. The song is marvelous. But if the song is all you've got, you've missed out on intimacy. You see, the song is about God, but the shepherds, they didn't need just another song about God. They needed Jesus. And as soon as the last light in heaven faded, as soon as the last angel went his way, the shepherds left and they went to find Jesus. And friends, that's why we're here today. It's not to listen to another song about Jesus. It's to actually encounter Jesus and be changed by that encounter. It is intimacy. You know, uh, my wife and I, we dated uh, for a little bit of time before we got married. I I, I just felt like it was a good idea to go ahead and get married as quickly as possible uh, in case she changed her mind. But. You know, we, 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 we didn't date a whole lot, but, but, but as we, before we started dating, I mean, we would talk, but it wasn't really talking. And we would, we would say hi to each other, but it was just a, a, a passing hello. It, 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 it was, it wasn't the, it wasn't the let me get to know you better kind of moments. And, 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 and then when, when, when we started dating, it's, it, it, it wasn't enough for me to ask, Edie's friends about her. I didn't, I, I didn't want to know what her friends thought about her. I wanted to sit across a table and find out for myself about her. You know what I'm saying? I wanted, I wanted to know her in a relationship in fellowship, and fellowship. And, and thankfully, praise God, she wanted the same with me. It's unimaginable and unthinkable, but she, she wanted to know me too. And, 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 and because of that, no, you know, we, we found friendship and, 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 and intimacy. And, and that's the way it is with us as we've gathered. It's not enough. I don't even know what time it is. I'm just going off. But I, Oh, by the way, uh, so here's, y'all can help me, all right? When it hits noon, 12 o'clock, rusty, will you stand up? You can just stand up, sit back down. Uh, no, at noon. At noon. OK, so if it goes to 12:15, at 12:15, Jeff, will you stand up at 12:15 if I'm still preaching? Just stand up right where you are, just stand up and, and wave at me. OK? And if it goes to 12: 30, y'all all stand up. OK? All right. So as we look at this picture of, of intimacy, see, God's, God wants to get in, in your life. And he, wants, he doesn't want to just be a, another story that you listen to. He, he wants to change your story. He wants to shape your story. And guys, we get here today, we don't need another story about God. We need God to invade our story and change us and shape us and give us hope and courage. Now that's what we see in Isaiah chapter 7. In Isaiah chapter 7, we see that God does things and in intimacy with God that he promises through Emmanuel, God with us, uh, he makes available to us as followers of Christ. And, and that intimacy with God chases away fear. Intimacy with God chases away fear. That's, that's one of the beautiful pictures of, 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 of Christmas is that we need not live in fear any longer. Why? Because Jesus has come. He's invaded our life and he's chasing away our fear. Uh, with with uh, Ahaz. Uh, Ahaz was was all wrapped up with this idea of, of how that uh, these two kingdoms were going to overthrow Israel and and God God said look at verse look at verse four God said um uh gotta put on my specs. Uh, verse four he said he said now take heed be quiet do not fear or be fainthearted. Uh, he said he said look take heed take heed of what? Take heed of who God is. Stop focusing on all of these things, all these kingdoms that are around you and focus in on who God is. Stop, stop being consumed with the idea that your ferocious monsters are bigger than the God who made the universe. Take heed, take heed of the promise of God. If God says he's with you, he'll be with you to the very end and he will protect you and hold on to you. Just take heed, take heed and and be of courage and don't be afraid. You see, when God is with us, when he is with us, that intimacy with him chases away our fear now we know this to be true in our in our own experience in life even as a young Boy, and and I'm sitting in my room, and I'm scared in the dark, and the dark is swallowed up, and I'm having a nightmare or, or bad thoughts about um, uh, uh, you know boogeymen and 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 monsters and ferocious things like that. I, I, I even as a young boy, I cry out and I ask for for mom and dad to come, and 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 they come into my room and they wrap me up in their arms, and the fear subsides. It doesn't subside because any of the circumstances change. It subsides because. I am safe in the arms of my dad. I'm safe in the arms of my mom. And today the same is true. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you can be safe and secure in the arms of God with us. You see, the, the, the more intimate we are with God, the less fear has room to dance in our soul. Today we can live It's not not living in a delusional world. It's living in a supernatural world. You see, logic would tell Ahaz, hey, look, pick the political powers that are going to get you where you need to go. But God said, no, just choose me and I'll take care of it. Today, if if you and I are going to experience a life of courage where we're not faint-hearted, we're not weak and wobbly need, then we need to live in intimacy with God. That's what Jesus has done for us. He's made that intimacy available. Intimacy with God chases away fear, but intimacy with God also gives us strength. It gives us strength to stand. You look down in verse 9 and, and what... what uh, <clears throat> what god told ahaz through, uh, through isaiah he said in the last part of verse 9 he said if you will not believe surely you will not be established uh, say it a different way uh, a, a more literal translation if you do not stand firm in your faith you will not stand firm now i want you to hear that if you do not stand firm in your faith you will not stand firm if you don't stand firm in your faith you're going to be weak Need. If you don't stand firm in your faith, you're not going to have strong, uh, the strength to stand in the day of difficulty and trial. Now, we all need strength. But what, what's really confusing is when, when, when we need strength, what we do is we look to ourselves. In fact, uh, Edie and I were in a store the other day and we were walking around looking for a present and, and there was this coffee cup and a lot of bunch of stationery and stuff and on the coffee cup it said, follow your heart, don't. Bad idea. That's a sure way to saturate your soul with weakness. Follow your heart. No! Stop it! Don't do it anymore. Don't follow your heart. Your heart is deceitful. Your heart takes its own advice, and its own advice is bad advice. Don't follow your heart. Follow God. Follow him. And many times when he speaks, he speaks in a way that's contrary to what your heart is feeling. Follow God anyway. We need to fo- oh, thank you. Is it is it that's how you didn't even stand up. There it's noon, high noon, right there. All right. Jeff, you're next at twelve fifteen. I'm expecting to go till twelve thirty. But anyway. God gives us strength. And we know this when whenever. Whenever I would face a difficulty all by myself, man, I, 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 it's, it's scary, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's a frightening thing to, to face something all by yourself. If you're a real man, you know, you say, oh, I can handle it. Oh, stop. <laughs> when Edie and I got married, I mean, that made it better, right? I mean, she and I were together. Man, we, we could we could hold hands while the troubles happen but here's the problem with that even with she and I together it's still more than we can handle you know what I've learned I've learned that every day is more than I can manage every day and I wake up in the morning knowing that the day is going to be too much for me but I live in intimacy with the one who can handle it God with us. So we need to live in fellowship and intimacy with God made available to us through Jesus, so that we can have strength that we need to stand. But we've got to trust Him more than we trust ourselves. We've got to trust Him more than we trust our friends. Think about Joseph. Joseph had all of his friends and his family saying, "Now now Joseph, we know you're a good man, put, put her away privately, do it quietly, but put her away. But God came and said to Joseph, hey, listen, don't put her away. This is my plan. You need to follow my plan. Now, logic would tell Joseph, put her away. But God said, don't put her away. And Joseph found life and strength to do what, do life God's way. And he said yes to God and no to logic. It didn't matter what his friends said. It only mattered what God said. It didn't matter what his heart said. It only mattered what God said. It didn't matter what what his neighbors were gonna say. It only mattered what God has to say. Listen, that's the, the way we live our life and find strength for every day. That's how we live in intimacy with God is we just do what God says and we'll be strong. If we stand firm in the faith, then we will stand firm. But if we don't stand firm in our faith, then there's no way we're going to stand, especially in the day of difficulties. Intimacy chases away fear. Intimacy gives us strength. Finally, intimacy sets our life right. Intimacy with God sets our life right. Last night, I was watching Grinch with my girls, and y'all watch Grinch? Y'all see it last night? I'm talking about not the animated part, but the Jim Carrey thing. Um, I really love the Grinch, love every aspect of it. It While I was watching it, though, I realized that, that the Grinch is a picture of believers, followers of Jesus, who have blocked intimacy with God. You look at the Grinch. He began down in Whoville, but because of bad behavior of some other people and because he felt bad about himself he isolated himself from the people of Whoville and as he camped out up on top of that mountain and as he lived his life up there in isolation except for a dog that he mistreated the Grinch became cold and bitter and mean and his life was turned upside down not by his circumstances his life was turned, down, turned upside down because he was living in isolation all alone. His heart had shrunk. Now that's the way followers of Jesus get. When we don't like the way life is going and we try to navigate life on our own when we decide that we know better than God how life is supposed to happen and when when we determine that that our way is better than God's way we block our intimacy with God we 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 put up this barrier this wall it's called pride and and we know that pride is the essence of all sin pride is the root that gives fruit to every sin in our life according to scripture and, and 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 we know that it's pride in us and 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 that pride awakens in us as followers of Jesus and and even though we we know that we need God we treat God like a step and fetch it boy like like the Grinch treated the dog we, we treat God like a step and fetch it boy, the one that's supposed to meet my needs whenever I ask for Him to meet my needs, when in reality, God is God and He is not going to be at our whim, uh, at our beck and call. He is God and He is the one who calls the shots, or He's not going to be part of any part of that journey. And so, what God does is God. Everybody's leaving now. Okay. So. It's time. Is it, Jeff? I know it's not twelve fifteen because you hadn't stood up yet. All right. So, so uh, what? What we what we need to do is instead of trying to dictate to God how He's supposed to li- lead our life, we need to trust that the way He's leading our life is the best way, and submit ourselves to Him, humble ourselves, get rid of our pride, abandon ourselves into His embrace, and let Him set our life right see, Jesus has come at Christmas and, and, and his, his, his advent into time and space and eternity was to set the world right, to overwhelm the power and the effect of sin through his own death on the cross and resurrection from the dead. And Jesus did that for you and me as followers of Christ and, and he desires to do it in your life and mine today one of the reasons I'm convinced so many followers of Jesus are sad and mad and bitter and mean is because they blocked intimacy with God they've they put this wall between them and God and they said now God if you're not going to do it my way I'm not going to have any part of you I'll show up in a church, and I'll listen to songs about you, and I'll listen to the preacher drone on about you, but I'm not going to let you shape my story. I'm not going to let you change my life. After all, God, you're supposed to be serving me. Is it any wonder why you as a follower of Jesus living that kind of life are so miserable? that's what happened to Ahaz you know God made a promise that he would deliver but Ahaz chose not to follow God's desire and it ended in catastrophe and today maybe you're living part of your story because you chose not to abandon yourself to the will of God you determined that you could do it better you listened to your heart today my my plea for you is to humble yourself before the lord see that that really is the antidote if you want your life to be set right you got to humble yourself before the lord And if uh, humbling yourself before the lord says hey i don't have the answers i don't have even i don't even know the right questions but god i know you do so so right now i'm asking you to invade my right now and transform my life change it write the story humble yourself before the Lord means that you uh, let go of pride because that's what God resists the proud so you let go of your pride and you humble yourself it means that you cleanse your hands and you purify your heart it means that you confess your sin and you let go of your sin and it means that that you that you draw near to God in humility and the Bible says that God will draw near to you the question is are you drawing near to him in humility it's a powerful thing what God can do in your life but he's going to do it his way not your way and if we let him if we live in intimacy with him then he will set our life right every single day he will give us strength every single day he will chase away our fear every single day and he'll break the rules to get it done after all It's breaking the rules when a virgin gives birth to a son. It's breaking the rules when God becomes a man. It's breaking the rules when God, who is man, lets himself get killed. And it's breaking the rules when God, who is man, who is killed, is raised from the dead. God's ready to break the rules for you. Will you let him? Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. Today as we gather here, it's, it's my hope and prayer that if nothing else, you wouldn't be content to leave here with just a neat little story about God or another story about Jesus Uh, That that you wouldn't be content just to sing a song about God or about Jesus. But that you want God to shape your life. You you need Him. You need need for Him to, to shape your character and your life and your relationships. It's not enough for me to know stuff about God. I need God to be involved in my everyday life and if he's not man i am i am headed for catastrophe so this morning i invite you to allow god to shape your life to humble yourself before him to cry out to him just ask him oh god may i know your presence and the power of your presence Oh, God, in your presence, will you chase away my fears? In your presence, will you give me strength? Will you set my life right? God, please let me live in your presence. So, Father, in these moments, shape our hearts. And give us courage to live for your glory and fame. And, Father, as you speak to those who belong to you in this room, pray that you would speak with power change lives change hearts change change everything about us that's blocking our intimacy with you God if there's anyone in the room who is not yet a follower of Christ pray that you'd give them insight and understanding a desire and a yearning to even ask the question how can I become a follower of Christ Now, Lord, be glorified, because that's why we're here. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning, as we worship the Lord, I I just want to encourage you, if you're here and you need to come to this altar and pray, you come. There are going to be ministers here at the front. If you want uh, one of the ministers to pray with you or over you, or you have questions, or you have questions, Uh, decisions that you need to share with someone you come and talk to one of the ministers if you're a follower of christ i want to encourage you to stand with me now let's adore the one who has given us life let's praise the one who has shaped our story let's give praise to god let's worship our king